Hello, I'm your host, Dora Vandekamp. Welcome to the Biohack Your Beauty podcast, where we take a deep dive into the world of biohacking, spirituality, wealth, and self-development. Join me in exploring paths to health sovereignty, freedom, and ultimate well-being with the experts, teachers, and guides who are leading the revolution. Hello, beautiful ones. I hope you're having an amazing week. Spring has sprung. It's been so beautiful outside. I've been sitting outside often with my bare feet on the earth, a book in my lap, the bird song as my music, and I've been working on several projects. And one that I wanna share with you is the Parenting Bundle. I'm so honored to be a part of it. It comes out on May 10th and it is so, so epic. So I contributed an ebook called Simple Anti-Aging and Beauty Biohacks for Mamas. The Parenting Bundle has over 80 amazing ebooks, programs, and guides that help people through all stages of their parenting journey. And the variety of resources is so, it's wild, it's so amazing. It covers everything from holistic pregnancies, mental and physical childbirth preparation, empowered births, conscious parenting, chemical-free swaps for babies, simple and healthy recipes, nutrition for kids, postpartum health, fertility optimization, how to raise wonderful kids and teenagers, and so much more. I cannot wait to have it in my hands. I know the price for this one-of-a-kind resource is going to be such a no-brainer. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Dora Vandekamp so you can grab your copy when it launches. All right, today we have Tori Milner on the podcast. So Tori is a menstrual educator and cycle and transitions coach who specializes in supporting people one-on-one during major life transitions of all kinds. She has a passion for cyclical living and wisdom that comes from harvesting the power of our cycles, specifically connecting to your inner power and the energy of abundance within. So in this episode, Tori and I discuss fertility awareness, the four phases of the menstrual cycle and the energy behind each phase, which phase of our cycle actually holds very deep inner wisdom, how you can tell which phase of your cycle you're actually in, and how to manifest using our menstrual cycle. This episode is a must listen if you are looking to become more powerful and more empowered from within. Without further ado, on to the show. Hello, Tori. How are you today? Hello, I'm doing really great today. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so excited about this conversation. I think the first thing I just would love to talk a little bit about is your journey because you are 
really focused on cycles and transitions in your work and you coach women on those things. So how did you get to this place? Yeah, amazing. Thank you for that question. Um, so I am 27 years old, but when I was 20 years old, I was really looking for a way to get back in touch with my body and kind of take control over, um, over my body, um, over my contraception, over my fertility. And so I started learning about my menstrual cycle. And that was kind of the first initiation into this world. Um, and I've been learning about it and, and deepening my knowledge and my connection to my own cycle for the last seven years and and then slowly realized how much this changed my life by creating this connection with my cycle and I just wanted to shout it from the rooftops like as soon as I tapped into this inner power really I just wanted to tell every single woman like how much they had within and it just grew more and more from there um, and it's been such an amazing journey I'm so grateful for this journey. That's incredible. Why would someone want to come back and take charge of their contraception of their cycles? Yeah. So for me, it really was at the very beginning about um, taking charge of my contraception. And it has become so much more than that. But for me, the reason was that I didn't want to be on the pill anymore. I didn't want hormonal birth control. And I didn't know that there was any other option. And so I learned fertility awareness and it really gave me another option that was independent. Like I was very independent and autonomous. So if somebody is really desiring to be more autonomous and more independent or in their fertility and in their contraception, then, you know, learning about your cycle and learning a fertility awareness method is such a great step to take. And then it just becomes so much more than that. Then it just affects everything in your life. Once you've, you know, unlocked this one small thing, you see how much it impacts the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So it became, it started from contraception and then it became so much more. And I, I'd love to dig a little deeper, even why would we want to be independent when it comes yeah. to this? Totally. So I think we've been taught for so long um, that we need to rely on outside sources. So, you know, whether it's another person or, or you know, an artificial something, something outside of us. And, and we put a lot of our power on the outside. And so it's really about taking back your inner power and, you know, finding out what you have to offer yourself, finding out what is within that you can support yourself with. So instead of always looking how you can receive support and how you can you know, receive help from the outside, what is within that you can you know, connect to to help you expand and walk in this life? So we do have four phases when it comes to the menstrual cycle. And you talk about them all having different energies. So what are the four phases of the menstrual cycle and the energies behind them? Yeah, that's such a great question. So we have four phases in the menstrual cycle that are very much linked to our fluctuating hormones. So the four phases in a hormonal sense is the first phase is um, our period. So the, the days that we're bleeding, then the second phase is called um, the follicular phase. 
and this is the time in between our period and our ovulation. Then we have ovulation, which is the third phase. And then the fourth phase is the luteal phase, which is in between ovulation and your next period. So on a purely like physical and hormonal um, aspect, these are the four phases. And each phase has um, different, have different energies and also different seasonal energies, which um, I really love to connect to. So our first phase, which is the menstrual phase, is very much this very wintry energy. So the energies that are really often associated with the menstrual um, phase is really slowing down and introspection and connecting to yourself and this really like wintry inwards energy. So that's the first phase. Then the second phase, which is the follicular phase, which is kind of your inner spring. So this is really the energies of like waking up and opening up, but also at the same time being patient around this. We're not in the full summer. We're not in the depth of the winter. We're in this in-between transition phase where we're waking up, we're starting, things are starting to move, but we still are being patient and trusting the gentle flow of energy. And then we have ovulation, which is like our inner summer. So this is a very fiery time when we're very open and the focus is all around our relationships and um, also our sexual energy is very high during this time and we're very creative during this time. So it's really this creative outward um, social energy. And then the fourth phase, which is the luteal phase after ovulation. And this is the inner autumn. So it's really, again, slowing down, getting ready for winter, also letting go of anything, you know, like the autumn leaves. We're letting go of anything that needs to be you know, released. And it's also time for inner compassion and forgiveness and reflection. So we're reflecting on the past month and we're also being compassionate to ourselves you know it's 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 the time that's typically associated with pms and women being moody and it's really actually a time of deep deep wisdom so all these kind of like mood swings that come up they often have messages for us about things that maybe we weren't paying attention to during the rest of our cycle so it's really this time of inner wisdom of being like oh where where wasn't i respecting my boundaries or where was I overexerting myself? Or maybe I need more time to myself. So really this inner wisdom. And so this is this makes up the four, the four phases with their each individual energy. And they all, you know, link. It's it's very cyclical. So it's one after the other. And it, it's this continuous cycle that we keep going through over and over again. Wow. And how do we know what cycle we're in, right? Because we know when we have our period it's very mm -hmm. obvious but how do we know what the phases are are they like this many days or are there signals how do we know yeah that's such a great question so um there are definitely physical um changes that you can keep an eye out for um i wouldn't say there's a set number of days because it really does depend for each woman um, I think what we're told typically is that we ovulate around day 14, which may be true for some women, but it's definitely not true for everyone. Um, and so it's really about learning your signals 
And I think as you start um, tuning in and looking at your body more, you will start picking up on it more easily. But for example, during ovulation, you will have a lot of um, signals in your body. So on the lead up to ovulation, you will have a lot more fluids um, and there's different changes in your cervix that you can check for. Um, and so it's really about um, looking at these different signals, specifically your fluids and the change in your fluids, which is very, very natural. Our body changes with the hormones. So it's very natural that all our fluids change as well. And you can also notice your individual changes. So you may feel tenderness in your breasts in the time before your period. You may notice changes in your hair. There are different things that you will notice about yourself that you can start you know, tracking in a, in a diary, in a chart, and notice, oh, this change in my hair happens every month at the same time. This means I'm in this part of the cycle. Um, so there's, there's definitely more you can learn about your own individual changes. Wow. And it sounds really interesting to that concept of really connecting to the body, because I feel like so many of us, we're not even in a space to notice those things, right? We're just going through life and actually paying attention to those things and being present with those things. It's almost like a a shift. It's a different way of living. Yeah, it's definitely a different way of living. And I think it really opens up, opens you up to this way of living in general in life. So if you start paying attention to the changes in your body and you really notice how much your body changes and how you really are cyclical and you really are transitioning at every point in your cycle. Now, at every point in your month, there's always a transition. You're always going through a transition. And it's this beautiful reminder that we never stay stagnant, that we're never the same, that we're always changing. And for me, tuning into that has really been beneficial when I'm going through a really difficult time in my life, let's say, and I, you know, tune back into the body and I remind, it reminds me, wow, I'm always changing. So maybe I'm really struggling at this time, but I'm in constant transition and I'm not going to stay stuck in this place forever because my body is always changing and so is my energy Mm. and it's just a really beautiful reminder to bring it into the you know to take your awareness of your body and bring it into the the wider spheres of your life so how can we honor these transitions instead of cursing them right like (laughs) damn it why again am I in this transition place like why how can we really step into embracing those transitions yeah so I think one of the the key things here is really noticing the benefits of each phase so we're very we're often very focused you know on being moody before your period or the pain during your period and cramps and so we're very focused on the negative things around being a woman with a cycle and there are many positive things so tuning into the this fiery energy of your um, ovulation or tuning into that inner wisdom of the autumn, like really being aware of what are the benefits during this phase and maybe even how can I collaborate with this energy? Oh, I have this moment of inner wisdom. How can I maybe channel this inner wisdom 
to support me in, in an area of my life that I need support. So really shifting the perspective and shifting your attention to looking for and focusing on the things, the benefits that your cycle is bringing into your life. Mm. And that can be really challenging for those of us who are, let's say, entrepreneurs or coaches, because the culture around that is really about productivity and output and go, go, go. And there can be fun aspects of hustling, right? Especially if you're really passionate and excited. How do we stay consistent with honoring our transitions and still be able to do that work and, and kind of keep up, right? Yeah, yeah, it's such an important connection, you know, bringing it back to being an entrepreneur and, and including it into our work. Um, so one of the things that I really love um, to support me when I'm thinking about, you know, how to include this knowledge into my work and being an entrepreneur is firstly looking at the outside. So looking at nature. So we see that nature goes through these four seasons and how necessary each season is. Nature doesn't live in a constant summer. If it did, the world, I think, would fall to pieces. We need, <laughs> we need the, the natural cycle. We need the winter. We need the autumn. We need the spring. In nature, it's very, very necessary. And it's the same thing with us, that the moments of rest, especially as an entrepreneur, for anyone, really, the moments of rest are just as important as the moments of productivity. And so I have you know, made a commitment to myself that I will give myself one to two days, usually when I'm bleeding, of literally doing nothing. And I have to say, it was very, very scary to do this. And especially when I started running my business, because um, I've been doing this for a few years, and I even questioned, am I going to keep this up when I'm running my own business? And the first day that I really, really stuck to it, I think I had like two or three um, people book discovery calls that week, that day that I literally, and I think it was just a beautiful reminder from the universe for whatever energy you connect to that. Yes, it's so important to rest and also to use the benefits of the energy before. So I didn't just do nothing my whole, the whole month. I worked consistently throughout the month. I made the most of each energy. I was very productive during um, summer and then during autumn I was reflecting on my business and what I could do differently and what needed to shift and then when I got into the winter I really did let go but I'd, I'd set myself up before I'd made the most of the energies before which allows you to rest during the winter and and kind of you know reap the benefits also of your work beforehand and so yeah I think it's just so important to to remember how necessary the, the slow moments are. Oh, it's so good. I love that. And you're right. There are the moments where you do that work. I know from experience, I've been doing my stuff for a really long time and with my podcast and with my Instagram and building that. And so then when there is a period of rest or you feel like I could just can't produce any content right now, I'm kind of in that space right now where I'm really creating and really envisioning, but actually putting out something feels a little like uh, misaligned. 
but I have all this energy that I've already put into my work. So I don't have to constantly put out because there's already something that you've built and created as well, which is a beautiful way to look at those cycles. Yeah. And I think just something that you had mentioned, you know, uh, leading into this question was that we're so kind of taught that we need to be productive all the time. So it's so easy for me to say this. And I'm just really aware that it's very difficult for us to implement it into our lives because of the conditioning and because of the society we live in. And so just knowing that it could take time for you to adjust to your cycles and to adjust to living by your cycle. Um, And it doesn't mean changing your whole lifestyle all at once. It really starts with just bringing more awareness. And like you said, right now, you're really aware of your energy and that you're channeling it in a certain way, and you're not necessarily forcing yourself to channel it in the way that you think you should do, or the way society is telling you to. And so just that in itself is already huge, and it's already part of it. It's already part of listening to your inner work and listening to your inner energy and and living by it, instead of pushing yourself to live by society's um, vision of how things should be. Amen. That's so good. (laughs) Yes. Yes to that. And it really makes room for what could be right. What's possible because there is another way if we allow there to be another way, but it's that opening up to the possibility. And that really brings me into the manifestation piece because you do teach this. And this is a big part of your work is, is manifesting with your menstrual cycle and I'm sure that honoring the cycles of your body have a lot to do with that, but maybe you can dive a little deeper into how do we manifest with our cycle? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So this is something that I really, I really love to do. And it's something that I created because when I started my own abundance journey, there wasn't anything like this. I was already very deeply connected to my cycle And when I started learning about abundance, I realized that there was some disconnect that we were being taught around abundance. And I also noticed that the energy of abundance itself also has very, very similar energy to our energy, to the energy of our cycle. So it made for me total sense that we connect the four seasons, the four energies of our cycle with the the same four seasons of abundance. So really acknowledging that, you know, that abundance itself, if we think of it even as like an energy or an entity of energy, that abundance also goes through a winter, a summer, a spring, an autumn. It also has these seasons. And so what I do with my clients is really support them to connect to the energy, like I've spoken about, the energy in your of your menstrual cycle. And let's say you're in summer. So how can you you connect to your energy of summer and use that as an almost a bridge to connect to the energy of summer of abundance? Mm. And so this we do with each season. So, okay, I'm in my inner winter and it's, you know, I'm really slow. So what does this inner winter, what does the winter energy feel like in abundance? Mm. and how can the energy of my winter support me in working around abundance so 
I mean, I don't think there's anybody who doesn't have a limiting belief around abundance. I think (laughs) (laughs) we all have though, and it's totally normal. And again, there are different phases in our cycle that can really support us in working with the limiting beliefs. Mm. Um, And this is a huge part of manifesting because, um, you know, there's this whole law of attraction that, you know, we, we bring in what we, what we think about. um, And yet we're, our unconscious is also thinking. And so if we're not paying attention to our unconscious limiting beliefs, then you know, manifesting is going to be not so easy or we're not really going to be manifesting what we think we desire. We're going to be manifesting what our unconscious is saying we desire. So for example, in the summer, I really looked at our relationships. So because this is the time, you know, I was saying this is this time when we're very outward. It's the summary energy, very social. So how does my, what is my relationship to money? What is my relationship to abundance? If abundance of money was a physical person, a physical entity, you know, somebody that I was in a partnership, what is my relationship to this person, to this entity like? So really using the, yeah, the energy of your cycle to open up these doors to look at abundance and your relationship to abundance in all these different ways Mm. that maybe we wouldn't have thought of if we hadn't used the menstrual cycle as an access point. Yes. And with manifestation, I know with Abraham Hicks, I'm sure you're familiar with Mm -hmm. Abraham Hicks. They really talk about contrast as well. Right. And so there's those periods of time where you have contrast and you're like, this sucks. (laughs) Or, you know, I feel like I have a block or there's something going on that's challenging, but that is what brings you the clarity to then move forward. And before that, you really don't have the information. And it makes sense with with your cycles as well. When we are learning, like you said, how what is your relationship with money? And I think for a lot of us, it's like a really abusive relationship or like a really toxic relationship. (laughs) Definitely not a very healthy one. So how do we cultivate a healthier relationship with money? And I think that introspection piece is similar to that contrast where you need that experience and that like introspection and that also that time and reflection period to really have the clarity to move forward. Yeah, yeah, totally. And like what you were saying around the contrast, it's completely true. And also I think acknowledging the contrast that we have within ourselves. So acknowledging that we have these four energies really also helps us bring acceptance to the fact that the contrast exists, that we're not always going to be, you know, like in this, what we imagine is this summery abundance, that there will also exist a wintry abundance. And knowing that it exists within us can also help us bring acceptance to the fact that it exists within abundance, that it exists with like outside of us. And that's such a good point because we do have, that scarcity mindset, right? And that's exactly what you're saying is like, just because you have this season of, you know, you're not like rolling in the dough or maybe it's just not flowing in like you want it to, or maybe you're just not feeling as passionate or excited or inspired. That doesn't mean that it's all over and that's the end of 
the world. It's just part of that cycle, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's really about accepting each point in the cycle, each part of the cycle. Mm-hmm. And coming back to what you were saying before around, you know, the, the productivity piece, you know, it really links with the scarcity because we have this fear of scarcity. It's also pushing us to be productive. And so it's kind of this vicious circle. And so by reconnecting to our kind of like expansive cycle, because this is how I see it, our our menstrual cycle is very expansive. It's continuously cycling and continuously renewing the energy. So instead of getting stuck in the vicious circle of scarcity and productivity, can you, you know, shift your attention and your awareness and your energy into this expansive cycle that exists within your cycle. Mm, I love that. I love that. And and so when it comes to we we call it inspired action, maybe you have a, a different way of saying that, but when we, it comes to action, I think we get really confused with manifestation too, right? We're like, when do we do the energetic piece? And then when do we do the physical piece? When can we take action? Do you feel like those are aligned with, with the cycles as well? Or do they kind of get sprinkled in all over the place, the inspired action piece? Yeah, I think it's probably a bit of both. I think it definitely does align with the cycle in a way that I would say that the spring is usually the time when we'll start planning these inspired actions. And then the summer during ovulation is when we will take action. But I would say that they are also sprinkled throughout the cycle because, I mean, it's very binary or black and white to say that we're, you know, only in winter during our period and only in summer during ovulation. This, This is the general energy but there's also the seed of summer within the winter and the seed of winter within the summer. And so I think we can also sprinkle the inspired action, but maybe just have it a more, you know, wintry energy during your period. So you can, doesn't mean you can't take action, but maybe just tune in with your body and see, okay, like how can I take inspired action that's in line with my current state, that's in line with my current energy and not pushing myself to take some kind of action that isn't aligned with where I am right now. Exactly like what you were saying, like how you're working at the moment, like exactly in that way. I love it. And that kind of brings me to my next question, because you do focus so much on transitions. And in a recent post, you talked about there is this really exciting energy around creating, but then when it comes time to birth it, when it comes time to actually make that thing happen, we often hit a wall. So you talked about connecting to a certain area, kind of embrace the birthing process. Yeah, totally. Um, So this is really something that I love doing. And the menstrual cycle is such an amazing support in this so like you beautifully explained there can be this real joy in creating and so I connect the energy of creation to our womb you know to our uterus which is literally where you know the baby if we get pregnant this is where the baby grows so it's where we're really growing life within us is this womb area and then when we're giving birth it's coming out through the vagina so this is our birthing portal And we have kind of a a 
piece of our body called the cervix, which connects the two. So it connects our, our uterus and the vagina, like vaginal canal. So this is the point that you know connects the energy of creation to the energy of birthing. And the cervix during ovulation is very open. And this is where the fluids are coming out of. And I really feel it as this kind of like flowing portal of energy between the energy of creation and the energy of birthing. So I'm not saying that you can't move between creation and birthing during other phases in your cycle. And also for women who are like post-menopause, who no longer have a cycle, their cervix stays closed. So it's not a, no, you can't create, you can't birth if you don't have this. But for women who are really struggling with this transition between creation and birthing, really connecting to the cervix during ovulation, when it is open and when it is flowing, can really help on an energetic level to just tune into what's going on. Where are the blockages? What, what am I feeling during this time? And how can I you know, tune into this energy and allow it to support me in transitioning between the creative energy and the birthing energy? Mm, I love that. Yes, the cervix, she deserves a little like more love and attention. Yeah. And so, so many of us out there, right, have these kind of disconnects with our womb, with our yoni, with um, our cervix, also because maybe we didn't have anyone talking about that when we were younger. Maybe we have trauma around that. So what is a way, maybe one way that we could start to connect to our cervix? Yeah, definitely. So there are, there are many ways that you can connect to, to the cervix and uh, you can connect to your cervix in different ways during different phases of your cycle. So you can connect to your cervix, for example, during your period, because your, your blood is coming out through the cervix. So your cervix is open and this is where the blood is coming out of. So you can really you know, do a, a, a womb meditation or, or a meditation around your cervix or a very gentle breath work while you're bleeding to really connect to the, the flow of the blood. And then, like I said, during um, ovulation, again, it is open and you have fluids coming out. So again, a similar thing, um, a meditation. And during ovulation, you can do a slightly more um, expressive uh, or intensive breath work. I just don't recommend um, intensive breath works during your period, but a more intensive breath work during um, ovulation. And then during the other phases, if you're up for it, you can go exploring within um, with two fingers and really start feeling her and noticing what she feels like during different phases of your of your cycle because she moves a lot. You know, she with the hormones and during the different phases, she moves, she gets harder, softer, more open, more closed. So really start creating a, a physical relationship with her and touching her and seeing the changes in her can be such a beautiful process to start to start that relationship. I think that's amazing. And do you recommend people using, I know there's so many things out there like tools, there's, there's yoni eggs, there's wands, there's all of these different things. Is there something in particular that you 
like to share with your clients or your audience that you think is beneficial? Or do you feel like the fingers are optimal? Um, I personally tend to suggest um, fingers or even just your intention. Um, you can definitely, you know, um, use a crystal wand or a yoni egg. Um, I would definitely suggest getting some guidance around that from a professional. It's not necessary. You can also explore on your own, but just having somebody guide you through a process can be really beautiful. Um, and just, you know, a, a small disclaimer, if you will, um, the cervix can also often hold quite a lot of trauma. Um, and so just being aware that when you do start exploring your cervix, if you're using, for example, a crystal wand, things can come up. So it is always nice to be to be held in a space. Um, but if you want just a really gentle, you know, connection with her, I do suggest just going in with your fingers or just meditating during these two different phases. And that can just be a really gentle beginning. And then once you've built that initial connection, you can definitely start exploring with crystal wands or um, with jade eggs for sure. I love it. Amazing. Thank you so much. So on the Biohack Your Beauty podcast, we have three questions we ask all of our guests. So the first question is, what is your definition of beauty? Mm, that's such a beautiful question. Um, I think my definition of beauty is um, somebody who is connected to themselves. And I think that's it. Like somebody who's connected to their inner world and their inner power um, and who is able to shine that out into the world. I love that. The second question is, what is your favorite inner or outer beauty tip for our listeners? Mm. My favorite um, beauty tip, I think, would be um, to spend time in nature being present. Um, I think there's such a glow that happens when we spend time being completely present in nature, going for a walk or meditating. And it, yeah, like makes your skin glow and makes your soul glow. Ah, I love it. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> and I bet just in Israel, it's must be so beautiful to be in nature. Yeah, right now it's the spring and everything is blooming and it's it's such a joy right now. Oh my, I bet. Oh, <laughs> one day I'll explore it. <laughs> and the last question is where can people find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Tori Milner. Um, and yeah, and I have all my links um, in my bio that they can you can book a discovery call. Um, but yeah, Tori Milner um, on Instagram. Amazing. Thank you, Tori. This was so beautiful and so informative. Mm, thank you for having me. It's been such a fun, such a fun conversation. <laughs> <laughs>